0: Things archie Archie's here, here. Veronica too Benchie's here Hey Jugget where are you? Come on let's go
1: with the Archie show This is a podcast this is a podcast about a story about a town
2: There you go there you go uh yeah, Chris even has oh is that the hat you ordered? Yeah. Oh wait, we can't see it on the shelf. No, you can. not I'll take a picture. It's super goddamn cool no. though. Okay, Jughead. kid
0: Not to give me a, a way to order one of those. Yeah. Um
2: should do should we start but, over again? No, why would no? you say that? That was great.
0: Talking. Okay.
2: Okay. Jesus. Jeez. Now that we lost, like, half our audience, we're going to tell you all about why
0: guns are bad. That's right. We're down to <laughs> one person. Uh, that, no, that's yesterday, by the time they, they hear this.
2: Oh, yeah. We're, we are recording from the future.
0: What?
2: The past, We're recording the world where episode four is in our past. That's right. But it's in these people's future, but now it's in their past when they're listening to this. Oh, you're making this so confusing. I don't know. All right. Well, let's... Okay, yeah. <laughs> Russ is guiding the uh, ship today he also does the awesome editing here so yeah for us.
0: Yay. Okay. um well let's let's jump right in because uh my my tendency in these things is to run long and you guys want to keep it short so let's uh let's start talking about timelines I think one of the the things that that occurred to me right away when I was watching this like Betts really just jumped straight to the conclusion that Archie was screwing Grundy like no question just like that's the thing that's happening. Yeah. I wonder if
2: the storyline was sped through when they realized that the storyline was just kind of squicky in general. Like That's in- entirely Are we are we just gonna
1: go ahead and dive right into the, the just the grindy storyline as a whole? Because I got thoughts.
2: Sure. Go for it.
1: Uh I can't
0: hear you. Oh. <laughs> I hear you now. All right, well, uh, I said absolutely. Come on, Let's. Uh, what are your thoughts?
2: Uh, so,
1: thank God. Like, Okay, here's the deal. We've all seen TV shows that play the student-teacher relationship as something that's sexy, forbidden. Like, it's forbidden fruit, and it's awesome, and, like, it could be true love. And Pretty Little Liars is the one that comes to mind because it's the one that's on right now. Uh, but so many shows, so many teen-centric shows have done it. Mm -hmm. Almost none of them, to my recollection, have in the end essentially revealed she's a predator. The teacher – first of all, it's usually a male teacher and a female student. It's rare that it's a female teacher, and it's rare that the person is flat out shown to be this gross human being. And I love that they did that. Also, she might have been old Miss Grundy. I don't know.
2: But I also appreciated that, like – at no point did they even try to pretend that she actually gave a shit about Archie. At least that's how I felt. I get that. She just was a predator, you know, like, she cared, everything she, she did She cared was, about that yeah. ass,
0: though. What's up? But she cared about protecting herself,
2: and that was about it.
0: And I think the other thing, too, is that they did a really good job of kind of hammering home the idea that this was just, like, a piece of ass to her. Because, like, she's literally not even out of Riverdale yet. And she's I mean, already, she, like, making googly eyes she, at the next in the teenager. the yard. She walks out of her house to put
1: stuff in her car. She's like, ooh, other boys yeah. in football jackets. Ew.
2: Yeah. I thought they um, were college guys. I,
1: I think one of them was wearing a, a Riverdale varsity oh, jacket. Oh, never
2: mind. They just were old actors. <laughs> yeah, Sorry if you're listening. Random Riverdale Van- extras. Go get them,
0: Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Well, I mean, here's a question that I... uh, Do you guys believe her whole Jennifer Gibson backstory? And if so, does that change anything at all?
2: She was just trying to get sympathy out of Archie because he's like a dumb little puppy.
1: Well, I think Jennifer Gibson was probably her name. Well, yeah. I don't... Yeah, that, that part, like, I get... I'm curious as to why she had a gun if she wasn't trying to protect herself from an ex-wesman or an old boyfriend or whatever it was.
2: I'm curious Maybe why she leaves all her, her evidence house. in her car.
1: Yeah, it was very <laughs> convenient that she left everything in a lockbox in her car. Her yeah. car, an old yeah. VW bug that's really easy to break into if you're Betty.
0: And a lockbox that's really easy to break into if you're Betty. With a yeah. bobby pin. Yeah,
1: Oh my god, Betty's so cool in this episode. Um,
2: See, I thought Veronica was the cool one in this episode. No, v-
1: Veronica's cool. We'll get to why she's okay. cool, but, like, like, I love delinquent Betty so much. We had dark Betty last week. We get delinquent Betty this week, and I love all of these versions of this character.
0: I, I think my favorite Betty moment of the first, you know, we've now seen seven episodes. I think my favorite Betty moment of the whole series that I've seen up to this point is the point where she basically becomes the determining voice in what happens to Grundy here says to her oh. mother, like if you don't play along and do what everybody else wants to do and be a reasonable human, then I will drag you through the mud. She blackmails her own
1: mom. Well how pleased. Joe. Yeah.
0: Good for her. <laughs> how pleased did
2: Alice Cooper look? She's like, I've got dirt on Archie. Like Yeah. It's really like she was so yeah, vindictive. Fred must have pissed her off I, at that back or something.
0: I I loved I loved Fred in this too because Fred, like like to his credit he does what a good parent does he goes along with her he joins her he you know tells Archie what he needs to hear but then like in the middle of this conversation where she's just says well this is why you need to be aware that Archie's terrible um fred's just like are you fucking kidding me like this is about your weird <laughs> obsessed grudge against my teenage kid <laughs> it's 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 very straight so like for-
1: in a lot of ways, Fred is a very hands-off dad. I mean, listen, he's a single dad. He's running his own business; like, he's got a lot of shit going on. So he's not crazy involved. That makes him come across as the best parent because all of the other parents on this show are lunatics. Like, well, yeah, uh, Hermione, Hermione Lodge is. I don't, I don't know which way to go with her because as we found I don't out, think she episode, even knows there's which way she's going, going. on. But, uh, like, like, Fred Andrews comes across as, like, the most chill, awesome dad. Which angers me because Archie is such a little shit most of the time. I'm like, you don't deserve Luke Perry, Archie. But he's just a kid. And that's, and honestly, that's, like, as I've, I've been thinking about this a lot today, actually. I think that's why Archie is the way that he's, Archie's very stereotyped teenager. But it's because he's the only one in his circle of friends that hasn't dealt with horrible stuff at home. Or has he? Or well, Right, or has he? But as far as we can tell, like, yes, his mom left. But, like, he's got a stable home life. He has a nice house. His dad has a full-time job where they can support them. His dad isn't constantly, like, belittling him and making him into a yeah. crazy person. You don't blame him for being kind of the cocky, egotistical, shitty teenager because there hasn't been anything there to, he hasn't really had anything to humble him. Right. Which everybody else has. Veronica's parent, Veronica's dad is locked up. Betty's mom is the worst. Jughead, as we found out, is homeless. And his dad is the killer from Scream, which is terrible. Spoiler. Like, <laughs> uh, Spoiler. Oh yeah, if you haven't seen Scream. You and, already ruined
2: Twin Peaks. And, you Cheryl,
1: know? and Cheryl,
2: and Cheryl and Cheryl is Cheryl. And her parents are absolutely nuts, which we'll see next week.
1: Her pa- like her parents yeah. are nuts. Her brother's dead. She's kind of yeah. nuts, and I love her. I love that about her. But like all of these kids, Josie's are, mom is nuts. Josie's mom is yeah. Like all of these kids are, like I don't want to use the word damaged, but they're all kind. They're all they're all damaged in their own way. And Archie hasn't <laughs> really had that experience yet. And this is a CW show, so it's going to happen. And when it happens, it is going to be epic.
2: Well, I mean, this week alone, we saw uh, Josie's mom is colluding with Hiram and the Southside Serpents to do whatever they're doing with mm. the theater's land. Yeah. So, you know, it all comes yeah. together. Yeah. They're all I, horrible people.
0: Except for Fred. And it's a weird situation because, like, Josie's mom, it appeared to me she was taking, like, both re-election funds and, like, a, a straight up bribe. Uh, so you're sitting here going, like, what in the world is going on in her, like, at home outside of being the mayor? Like, is she, you know, is there a reason that she essentially needs a ton of money? Because she's, um, or is it she's just
2: the killer of uh, Jason Blossom? <laughs> Jason
0: Blossom. Mayor McCoy did not kill
1: Jason
2: Blossom. Don't be crazy. Okay,
0: this <laughs> is the first. Uh, this is the first episode uh, of something that that i commit to more and more as as the season goes on but this is the first episode where i start to really think about some of the adults uh particularly the blossoms but like a- outside of just the coopers who we've thought were crazy pants from day one this is the first time that i see some of the adults and i'm just like yeah i would totally not be surprised if some of these people were were the killer
1: yeah I mean, I'm trying to think of who it would, sur- like, Fred would surprise me, of course. Hermione would surprise me because she was living in New York. Yeah. Um, Hiram um, wouldn't surprise me. I, I, Hiram, Hiram wasn't there. Like, that's the, that's the thing. Like, the Do we of- know when he went to jail, though? No, but, like, why would Hiram kill Jason Blossom? We've
2: never even seen this guy. Because Jason Blossom might have known about his land deals. I, oh, I'm just kidding. boy.
0: I don't think we're going to see Hiram in
2: one, so I doubt it, but,
0: yeah. Here's the thing. Um, and th- uh, I know I'm echoing. Hold on. So that uh, struck me was okay, let's assume for the sake of argument that Grundy, um, that her story is credible. And, and mm-hmm. so going from that, that as a starting point I was thinking about like, so is like clinging to, like is, is pursuing relationships with essentially teenagers that she can easily dominate is that a way of kind of clinging to some kind of control in her life? And that got me thinking, like, there's a whole lot of that going on everywhere in Riverdale of people kind of like doing whatever they can to assert some kind of control over their life. I mean, you see it with Cheryl, um, you see it with uh, Hermione. Like, these are a lot of people who are in really shitty situations who are just kind of trying their damnedest to not fall off the edge of a cliff.
2: Well, it's like even Jughead is clinging onto the theater. Yeah, exactly. granted, he lives there, but still it also reminds him of better times. I mean, we got to see a picture of Jellybean even, who yeah. I guess when she shows up will be like 14 or 15. But, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, like I th- that makes a, that, that makes a lot of so well. And I and I, I like and I, I dare say we even like that could that for me could be what's behind the uh, like the investigative journalist streak that has suddenly appeared in Betty. Like yeah. this is this solving this mystery is the thing she's in control of figuring out what's going on with figuring out what's going on with Grundy. Obviously, the Jason Blossom mystery as a whole kind of sits over it, but like she zeroes in on the Grundy of it all, and like it's her, her and she gets yeah. to the bottom of it, only to almost regret it in a way because of the way her mom reacts to it.
2: Can we also talk about the? Mm-hmm. Notion that Betty's Diary played such a big role since Betty had a comic book called Betty's Diary for the lasted, like, five years in the 80s.
1: And weirdly enough, in that comic yeah. book, the killer of Jason Blossom is revealed. <laughs> That's how full thinking um, Archie is.
0: The other element I liked about that is the fact that, uh, and again, I, I just keep going back to this, but it's because I keep seeing little things. Like the teenage girl's diary playing the big role in the murder investigation is, is a very twin peaks thing. Um, and every time I see those kind of similarities, because of the fact that they've been so like open with it and like, it was in the press release when they announced the show. I'm just going to keep calling them out every single time.
1: I think that's fun. I like, I I would agree. I I like, I like stuff like that. Like that's the thing. Uh, I love, I mean, it should come as no surprise that I love this show. But with every new episode, I find little things in it that I that make me love it even more. Like, obviously, the characters are great. This show is amazingly well cast. But, like, there's just the little bit. Like, throw, like, you mentioned Jellybean. Just throwing in that little thing where, like, ju- like, Jughead, who we haven't really gotten to see take a real emotional turn so far, he pours his heart out to Mayor McCoy and is like, the, this is the only place where my family ever felt whole. Like, this is where my like my sister and my parents, this is where we went. And yeah. it's stuff it's stuff like that where they, they keep adding little layers on as time goes by. And fuck, I just love this show, man. Um,
0: shifting away from, from Jughead and on to Cheryl, because we can't talk enough about Cheryl. Um, is it interesting? I mean, we know like by the time this uh, by the time this episode airs people will have seen the trailer for next week and they'll know that uh, that Cheryl is very much at the heart of next week's episode um we saw some some stuff going on this week in terms of uh, some of her kind of hive uh thing but ginger very much telling her like oh no screw you we all like veronica now um uh how do you think that kind of thing plays out with a character who like doesn't have a lot
1: like she doesn't have a lot left to lose well she doesn't have a lot left to lose and she also doesn't care about putting people on blast which i think is what makes her so good but in a weird way veronica at this point veronica is kind of like her only actual friend because in those dark moments veronica has been there to console like at the pep rally, Veronica was there to console her. And
2: her other friend Josie doesn't show up this week.
1: Oh, yeah. Josie, sad.
2: who's supposedly one of her great friends, they don't really... Hang-
1: She'll do favors for her, but they won't hang out.
2: Yeah. But,
1: yeah, um, I... I'm... It puts... It puts uh, Cheryl in a very vulnerable position, which is, as we know, heading into next week's episode, which is Cheryl heavy, is... St- such an interesting place to be because that's a character that on the, like it and from episode one on the surface, it's so easy to hate Cheryl Blossom. Like everything about her is something you want to hate. She's 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 fucking she's Blair, she's Blair Waldorf from Gossip yeah. Girl. But once you dig beneath the surface surface and you see everything that's going on with this girl, you you, just, you fall in love with her.
2: Well, I think it, a lot of it also has to do with Madeline and how well she plays her. Absolutely. Like she seems to relish the role as much as we enjoy watching it.
0: And I think helped. that one of the one of the one of the really great decisions that Madeline made this week, which can lead into kind of a larger discussion that I that I really want to have about the the lodges, is that when she goes to kind of harass Hermione at the diner, and and Hermione has that line about uh, you know you're you're just like your mother, like you can't tell the difference between wealth and class. Um, Cheryl seemed genuinely wounded by that. And I don't know if it's the, like the observation that she, that she can't find fault with, or if it's just being told that she's just like her mother as a nightmare. Um, but I, I thought that that was a really, like, it was a really cutting, really incisive kind of observation by Hermione and that Madeline played it so damn well, like without actually saying anything and without ga- like giving any ground in the quote unquote argument, um, there, she did a great job of nonverbal acting showing that that had clearly like had an impact on her.
1: And honestly, I think it could probably be a mix of both, like of just sort of the diss of being classless, mm-hmm. but also like we've, we've gotten glimpses into, we haven't seen blossom family home life, but we've gotten glimpses into the idea that it's not good. And I would have like, Jason was her salvation in many ways, and now he's gone, and she's just in that house with her parents and nobody else. Like, it's a scary place for her to be. Like, I wouldn't want to be compared to yeah, that.
2: Just wait until you all see Cheryl's house. If it's not in the trailer yet, we don't know because we haven't seen the trailer. Every but... town
1: has a house like that, you know.
2: Yes, yeah, haunted stuff. I think we need to get Cole Sprouse just narrate our podcast. I'd be into it. Yeah, I'm gonna just keep saying that until it happens, which it never will. But you know, I'll keep I saying I to
1: wear the hat. He can't wear the hat.
2: There you go. You he's okay with That's that. You can just right?
0: tell him that you're the one who stole it. His-
1: yeah. Oh, don't know. Yeah. That that was actually that we we didn't we didn't mention <laughs> anything about that on the podcast, right? The story. No jughead yeah. crown. No, but set. we brought it
2: up to him. Huh? He- no. What happened was he had mentioned he has three jughead hats. Mm-hmm. And then he lost one. I was like, "Oh, our buddy Chris lost one on the NBC line." Oh no, he
1: yeah he brought yeah he brought it up in our interview. So oh, okay, like, that he had like someone out there stole Jughead's crown, and that just makes me ha- that just makes me laugh. I just like it.
2: Okay, here's a question for both of you guys: If you could have any kind of prop or anything from the Riverdale set, Jughead's what would you hat. want? How about you?
0: Uh, I, I would have to say probably the hat. I mean, certainly the Letterman jacket is like the yeah. iconic prop, but I don't think I'd ever be able to wear it because I'm 37 years old. Yeah. Huh?
2: What about those really bad blue and gold uh, newspapers with headlines about would Eisenhower? Of, Eisenhower
1: does. <laughs> also, I would like, I would like the huh? blue from Fred Andrews' construction office.
2: That'd be awesome.
1: I don't know what I would do with them, but like they'd be funny. And
2: Russ over there wants some pussycat ears.
0: Oh, that That's would actually true, be right? kind of awesome. I have them from the movie. That would be so collection. Actually, no, uh, we are
2: not dressed as pussycats for Halloween here. <laughs> There's three of us. Gibbs uh, on Valerie. Uh.
0: Well, it's funny because uh, Valerie was telling me that she actually was looking for a pair of the prop ears from the 2001 movie. Which you have. And so I'm just like, I have some and I know the guy who has them, so I'm gonna try to buy her some. <laughs>
1: Wait, do you have actual ears from the movie or you have like toy ears. No no,
0: I have actual props, like the the mind control ears. Why? Like the ones from the Kodak concert at the Where did you get these? And why? Uh, some <laughs> dude who sells a whole, who has a whole bunch of Josie and the Pussycat props uh, online. And them. I don't know because it was, it was inexpensive and I thought it was a cool idea. <laughs> um, right on. Uh, our, right. the first episode of the World City video podcast, my movie podcast, um, <laughs> we did Joe's and the Pussycats. And so, uh, my, my love for that movie, it has been well documented and it became kind of like, it became an inside joke for about two months after the podcast started because, uh, Every time I would try to turn somebody onto the podcast, it's in this conversation about how it was a bunch of like guys in their mid thirties, uh like who like legit straight up liked uh Josie and the Pussycats better than the Star Wars movie that we were talking about in the other half of the podcast. Wait, which Star Wars movie? Uh it was Force Awakens, 'cause the the format of the show is a new movie and an old movie.
2: Oh, okay. Speaking of props, though, I was surprised that Jughead didn't clear more stuff out of his room at the drive-in.
0: Yeah, he left behind a
1: lot of good shit. <clears throat> like I, movie posters. Kept, yeah, and... I was like, no, he packed movie posters yeah. No, he there were still several in the wall. That was weird. Like, I was like, you, can, why aren't you taking these reels of film to sell? Why aren't you taking more of the bedding off of what is your only bed? Like, yeah. you're going to have to sleep yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Why not make it comfortable? He grabbed the, he took the picture of
0: Jelly yeah. okay. Yes. Okay. That's something. Yeah, of course. Um, now, uh, and I and originally, I, I was going to kind of transition into this more gracefully, but we got off on a tangent. Um, you, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Well, as we do. There's a whole bunch of stuff about Hermione this time that, that struck me as, first of all, is it just me or, or did Smithers take a real interest in her having a date with Fred Andrews?
1: Yeah, he did. I'm assuming Smithers is a spy
0: uh, for Hiram. I think
2: Smithers is... I would assume a, that... I'm oh, sorry. I say Smithers is a no, Veronica finish. Red Shipper from way back when. Mm. So he was like, <laughs> finally. Well, here's...
0: <laughs> here's my thing. Is he a spy for Hiram, or are we just supposed to think that? Because a uh, weird theory that occurred to me this week is that, could Hermione be like Lucille Bluthing us? Like, could she actually be the mastermind and Hiram is essentially taking the fall? Ooh.
2: I hope not. Because I, I think she's nice. I don't want... She seems nice. I mean,
1: clearly she's mixed up in something.
0: Right. But I, just, I, I... My, my big concern with... <laughs> Sorry? No, I just want it her to, be that, to... Like... Yeah, well, and I, like, as a viewer, I want her and Fred to, like, get something going, because clearly there's something there. Um, Mm -hmm. However, dramatically, if she and and Fred do get something going, it would be way more interesting if she turned out to be playing some kind of long con.
1: Uh, But I don't want to drive a wedge between the kids. But that
0: is something that would happen on a show like this. I
1: need my B&V, yo.
0: And here's the other thing, talking about a long con... How long has Hiram been doing that? Because, like, clearly the Southside Serpents have been devaluing this property for some time. It's not like they just came in this week. So before he was in custody and before his family was in Riverdale, he had his tentacles in Riverdale and he was, like, doing whatever shady dealings he's doing now. It almost seems to me like having Veronica and Hermione there is part of a larger plan.
2: It could be, but also I just assumed that she met Hiram when she lived in Riverdale, so therefore he lived in Riverdale at one point, and maybe he was a serpent.
1: Well, because now, possible. if I'm wrong, back in episode was it I mean, might have been on the pilot? Didn't Fred make reference to the fact that he and Hermione dated in high school, but she went off and married the rich boy? Yeah, which, yeah,
0: that which gave me was the
1: impression pilot. that Hiram is from Riverdale. But also like I also like wouldn't put it past believing that he is running a very, very long gun. He seemed like a guy who I
0: long think long.
2: also Can we talk about how the South Side Serpents are actually something from the little Archie comic books?
0: Yes. They were essentially the bullies from the other school.
2: Yeah. Was Fangs Fogarty one of them?
0: okay, nice. um I
1: like one last I, I like, like Steve Ulrich, so they're a okay yeah. in my book i I'm, I'm, I'm more on their side than I well,
2: am I else. thought it was interesting with both of the kind of like major serpents <laughs> we met this week, both of them were introduced as characters that we didn't know who or what they were going to be, like you had the yeah. you had yeah f p or whatever they're calling Jughead's father
0: FP.
2: we didn't know that he was Jughead's father at the time, no. but we also see. Joaquin, who looked like he was about to attack Kevin, and of course he wasn't.
1: Oh, he was about to attack him, all right.
2: <laughs> yeah, you
1: know what I um, mean.
2: Moose is going to be jealous. Oh, poor Moose.
1: Nah, man, Dude. we'll just go for Midge. They can all go together. It's cool. It's high school.
0: So, one more uh, one more thing with the lodges that I wanted to touch on because I think that, like, very much like what I said about the. Uh, um, the class versus wealth thing. Like, I think that there was a kind of a throwaway line in this episode (laughs) that if you overanalyze it the way that I did when I was making notes for this episode, like it really speaks to a fundamental truth about these characters, which is when Veronica is talking about getting back to normal and her mom's version of back to normal is essentially like, let's get back to New York. Let's get all our money back. Let's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Veronica says something like, those are just things And her mom says, that was our life. Uh, To me, like, it's very interesting because I I feel like Veronica (laughs) as a character has, like, become a fully realized human being in a way that I would say, like, maybe Hermione isn't actually there yet. Well, Hmm.
2: I always see this show in general. Like, I see Fred in his day being the Archie. Uh, Hermione being the Veronica and Alice being the Betty of like 1990. And therefore, I, I kind of see uh, Marisol's character, Hermione, as being kind of what Veronica in the comics is. Kind of, you know She was the snooty rich bitch, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. Well, so.
1: like Veronica was kind of that in the beginning, but she is growing yeah. or evolving, I guess, at a, at a, at a, really, at a really quick rate. But that made, like, to me, listen, in the old Archie comics, you could get away with Veronica sort of being the snooty rich girl because it's, it was a, it was a, at its base, it was a pretty simple comic book that went on for years and years and years. And nothing ever changed. Like, things in the real world or even TV world, things change, people evolve. If Veronica were to be that snooty rich girl for more than, like, two episodes, it would start to wear thin Especially if she's not one of the quote unquote villains of the show, we love Cheryl, right. but if we're being honest, Cheryl isn't necessarily considered one of the good guys, if you will. So it's right. She's still so over the top about it. If Veronica would have been over the top about being like a like a rich girl from the big city for more than a couple of episodes, it would have worn really thin. So I yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm very glad that they're they've kind of evolved her because she still has those flashes there. She can still be a Rich New York girl, but like she's got
2: layers. Like and, I love. When, God, I'm sorry.
1: Um, no, like I
2: loved when she yelled at the serpents who were making noise during the movie. Yes. Like that was like the 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 rich girl from New Absolutely. York. Absolutely. Her claws just like.
1: Also, can we just say how much I love that the serpents react by hissing? at yeah.
2: her?
0: <laughs> it's
1: so ridiculous. Which is a I weird
0: like. The last time she told somebody off was in the locker room, and all the, the football players barked at her. Apparently, she has this effect on people. Well,
1: aren't
2: they
0: the Bulldogs or something?
2: They're
1: the yeah, Bulldogs, they but the cheerleaders are the River Vixens. Makes no sense.
0: I love it. Well, I guess you, if you're a female Bulldog, then that's not a... a...
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The
0: River Bitches,
1: like, that wouldn't work. But,
0: but what? that? Uh...
1: Oh, that's interesting. That's They're fierce. the bulldogs, and the band is the Pussy Cats. How about that? Uh, that's all I got.
0: I like to. Thank you. Uh, uh, I think the last kind of major note uh, that uh, that I had in here was uh, on Fred, which is uh, okay. So, at least the impression I get is that he's been basically celibate since his wife left, span yeah. of mm-hmm. like three weeks. Is for Hermione and Miss Grundy, uh, to varying degrees. Yeah. Like, uh, do, do we think Luke Perry needs to get laid at this point?
1: This poor guy. He, All he, he has at home is a teenager doesn't fucking listen. Just a little bratty teenager He's like, I don't want to be grounded for lying to you about witnessing a murdered dad. <laughs> like... Like oh my god, and and then when he he only leaves to go to go work all day at a construction company, like this poor guy, he needs some love.
2: But you know what? I think he's gonna get some love. I think him and Hermione will build to more, and then his wife, uh, uh, what's her name? Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald, whatever. What's what's Archie's mom's name? Archie's Uh, mom, Mary, I think. Mary, Mary will come back. And then Fred will feel all guilty and then there'll be a little t- Betty and Veronica triangle with them.
1: Well, but here's the thing. Here's the, here's the inherent problem with that is that uh, uh, Hermione lied about why she was going with Fred. To- she used him. She used him to be her, like her, like her, her, her lackey while she went and delivered, I don't know, crazy illegal money to the
0: motorcycle gang. And she got caught. Yeah, and she's, Terrible at covering things up. Well, everybody in this town is terrible at covering things up. I mean, we already talked about Grundy's evidence. Um, Except for whoever killed Jason Blossom.
1: They are masterful.
0: <laughs> well, now somebody... Well, I mean,
1: even go back to the beginning.
2: Or the list of clues in Sheriff Keller's office oh, yeah. is missing now. I
0: took yeah. it. Um, well, let's go back to the, uh, the beginning of the episode, by the way. One thing I did want to mention, because like, I don't know if you guys saw this the way I did. Um, Betty thinks she is so much more subtle than she actually is when she's interviewing Grundy. I love Betty like, she so
2: much. Archie's playing like, a hot
1: right, wink.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. And then, then like ten
1: minutes yeah. later, Archie literally in front of her. Oh, so, yeah. she's Listen, I, lo- I love Betty. Her interrogation <laughs> skills can use a little sharpening. But, uh, but yeah. she's 16, so it's fine. Like, she'll get there by season two, probably. I'm assuming she's. I'm assuming season but, two. Uh, is going to die. They're going to have to figure it
0: out. So here's the thing, um, and and we can because we're we're running up on forty five minutes ish. We can we can kind of make this our closing uh, point of discussion. Uh, Craig,
2: That's the missing uh, stuff on Sheriff Keller's wall. Like,
1: who do, who do you I think took
0: say. it at the time? Well, oh, and here's like my here's my kind of sub question: Who do you think took it? And do you think that it's a foregone conclusion that the person who took it is Jason Blossom's killer?
2: No. No. Too simple. But, see, when I was watching it, I assumed... There has to be at least 15
1: more twists and turns.
2: Yeah. No, I assumed it was somebody associated with the Southside Serpents at the time. I thought the Joaquin character was deliberately distracting Jason so this could happen. Or not Jason, uh, Kevin. He's really good at
1: distracting
2: Kevin. It turns out, like really good.
1: But also, why would that matter? Like, like what? But then, then where was Sheriff Keller? Yeah, Yeah. like the sheriff was not there watching his kid making out with some dude.
0: Oh, like like, Keller during the during the robbery.
1: Yeah, we don't know. All what we do. Okay, first of all, can we just? Uh, I believe this was the episode. Oh, this was one hundred percent the episode where I loved the way they portrayed Sheriff Keller and how he reacts to his son's lifestyle. He's just like because oh my god, he's like he's. Uh, he's like, oh, because Kevin's like, yeah. can I borrow the truck, go to drive, in I'm going with Veronica. And he's like, can't you just find some nice boy to go with? And I'm like, you're. <laughs> Best dad, thank God for you, man. <laughs> and
2: I like his responses. Like I'm the only nice gay boy here at my yeah. school. <laughs> yeah.
1: Isn't there a nice gay boy who can go? like Yeah, me. Yeah. I, I just like that. It is and, so nice to see it. Ju- that that's just what it is. But it's, it's not. There's yeah. not exposition for it. There's not this long process of it. They're just. It's the way it is, and it's perfectly fine and good. It should yeah.
0: be. And I, I like the fact that uh, when he tells him like don't go cruising, guys, it's because there's a murderer on the loose, not because he's, like, not because yeah. it's
2: a <laughs> oh. well, but, didn't uh, listen to that advice. He
1: didn't. <laughs> not only did he go cruising, guys, he went cruising biker gang
0: members. That's true. Although, really, he got cruised more than anything else. By the okay.
2: way, it's interesting to note, though, how much TV has changed, because, like, Melrose Place in the early 90s when their gay characters are about to kiss and they were adults, they pulled away from the camera and didn't show it. Mm-hmm. Or like Dawson's Creek, I think Jack got kissed like once a season. And that was it. That and it took them like,
1: a long time to develop to that first one.
2: Yeah, whereas like Kevin I mean, he just was like full on making out in the 9 o'clock hour.
1: In yeah. the pilot? Oh no, not in the pilot.
2: But he wasn't making out with Moose. Yeah. They were just walking yeah. together. Yeah, they like were, were going to do like, something.
1: Moose isn't into kisses, that's why.
2: Yeah. So,
1: but yeah, true. I love. It. Uh, but, uh, but as for, but yeah, who do you think the wall? I don't think whoever screwed up the wall is the killer. That just seems a little too simple for me. Um. Oh man, I don't. But I don't know who.
2: I thought it was a serpent. I don't know which. Maybe FP.
1: I just kinda wanna blame everything on Betty's mom at this point because she's the worst. Huh.
0: And I wouldn't put anything. But, Betty's mom, I mean, but we know where Betty's mom was at the time.
1: Where was she? I don't remember. Because she
0: She was harassing Grundy.
1: Oh. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. This is all That's going why on. I was weird Dang.
0: That's why I was weird about where Sheriff Keller was, because it's like, you know, logically Sheriff Keller should have been there. Um, but if well, he had been... They could,
1: no, but then they wouldn't have been able to keep it under wraps like they did if Sheriff Keller was there. Exactly. All right, it was exactly. Mayor
2: McCoy. <laughs> in the library with the knife.
1: No, but think that's about sad. it. Who, like... You, not everyone would know that the sheriff has a murder wall at home. Maybe it was but Joseph. The mayor might.
2: That's where she was when we didn't see her. Yeah. In this episode. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> I know I am here, and she's not in next week's either, I don't think. Oh, that's sad. But at least we have more Valerie next week. That makes me happy.
0: She's great. It's true. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to when we see Melody do something other than drum. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, she's be doing? Oh, sorry. And, oh, I just I was just saying I I love Asha. She is she's great. Um. Oh, oh yeah. Seems- we did have a comment on Twitter. Uh, sorry. Gosh. I keep keeping No, you know what, what No,
2: the show seems to be a good job of taking these characters who are ostensibly background characters and giving them more over time. Like it feels like Ginger is getting more lines every week, and yeah. like Valerie. I mean, we've seen through seven, and like I love Valerie five and six. So she's in so much.
0: She is. She's also great. Um, can we can we say we 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 reached out to Twitter for questions this week, and we did get uh, a response. Oh, yes. Oh,
1: what? oh, come on. I can answer this question. Which What do we got?
0: Uh, the question is, how hot is that Jason Blossom boy? Oh, um, I
2: mean, not which... a natural redhead. Um, no, he's Nightwing hot. What do you mean? He's not a natural redhead. <laughs> His hair is a lie.
1: Um, he's all right. He's all right for a dead guy. I'll say that.
2: Best looking dead person since Laura Palmer, and now everybody listening is like, "Who's Laura Palmer?" To which I Bro, say, "I don't know. Have you seen *I Zombie*?" So I'm going to say, "Ask Alice Cooper." I'm. I'm <laughs> listen. That's true. Listen,
1: Trevor, you are no Rose McIver, but you're pretty okay. That is, that is, that is the line I'll walk in terms of dead people on TV.
2: <laughs> I hope he's listening. If you're listening, leave <laughs> us a comment, or we just wasted like five minutes.
0: No, I, I would say, I would say the first official uh, recognition that we get from a cast member on this podcast that we, that you know,
2: we're in episode four. Um, is a
0: uh, is a is a thing that's worth mentioning anyway. Uh, and and as we noted last time, he's a good Trevor's a good guy. Uh, we we hung out with him after the live tweet, and and he wrote home on our. Uh, like limo bus or whatever you call those Shut things up. in Vancouver. So. Yeah, he's, a, he's,
1: a, but, he's a, good, uh, make a good superhero. He makes a good dead guy.
2: I think there he should go. be Red Hood, actually, because he's got experience playing dead guys named Jason. Oh, That's, no. true. That's true. 100%. But Superboy had to punch the wall for him to not be dead. Oh, now we're getting nerdy. Uh, I don't yeah. yeah. Comic books
1: are weird, man. I know we're talking about a comic book TV show, but comic books are
2: okay. Weird. So on that note, though, when you first heard about Riverdale as a show concept, did you think it could possibly be this good?
1: Absolutely. Really? Okay. So they had they had a when they had a pilot order at Fox. They announced the pilot order when we
2: were at the Constantine thing at NBC. It was that morning, mm-hmm. and
1: then and I was like, in sold. I love Archie, and then they announced, then CW announced that it was picking up the pilot at Comic-Con and I was sold. And I saw Greg that I saw Greg Berlanti that day and I want to say this the in fact it was the first Supergirl press room at Comic-Con. And I was like I have to talk to you about Archie and he's like it's so exciting. I don't even have a <laughs> script yet but it's so exciting. And he was right. It's just like it's this is this world granted it, it's very different <clears throat> from the Archie Digests, as it were. As Cole calls them. And it's very... It's tweaked from the current run of various Archie books. But, like, it makes so much sense that this universe could be turned into a really intriguing and really engaging TV show. And they've had how many years now to build this universe mm-hmm. out to give you so much possible 75. content for
0: it? Like, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, well, I think... Be My my immediate takeaway when I read like the pitch because I I, you know I heard about it once it was like fully formed and they were talking about getting the pilot order at Fox, and my immediate response was that like it had had potential to be like basically I had hopes that it was going to be this good. Um, I didn't necessarily think that it was going to be this good. I thought it would be kind of somewhere in the middle, but it was one of those things where I was like, this has the potential to be fucking amazing. It has the potential to be terrible if it's really, if it's not handled well. Um, but I was pretty sure given the players involved that it was going to be handled pretty well. I mean, both Roberto and Berlanti, um, have a track record and nothing but success in, in, you know, in my eyes and in the recent past. And so like, I didn't think necessarily that it would become my new favorite show. Um, but, uh, I certainly thought that the potential was there for it to be something really special.
2: Yeah. Well, here's another question. Is this your favorite show currently on TV? Including seasons? I think eight. so. I like- oh, that means you're going to go Vikings, aren't you? Of course. Vikings
1: huh? is my favorite
2: television okay, show. Favorite broadcast show?
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: I really like Gotham, you guys. Uh,
0: see, Russ? for me, uh, for me, I'm going to say yes. Uh, the only other, like, I, I love my my superhero shows, but, like, they're kind of a wall of sound at this point. Like, there's so many of them, and they're all good, but not amazing. Um, that I'm even the ones I really love. Like, I love Supergirl. Um, but it doesn't like I'm not like thrilled to turn it on every week. Like, the fact that they don't send us screeners yeah. doesn't ruin my day. Um, and whereas with Riverdale, I'm just like, man, I want to see eight, nine, and ten right now. And, uh, the only other show that I can think of that I like that I just like, I, I, Luxuriate in and that I just I fucking love just sitting down to watch as much as Riverdale is probably iZombie. Um, yeah. It, well, and, yeah, and, I mean, it's it, it's it's just
1: for Riverdale, it's the world. Like the world draws you in, and I want yeah. to like clearly a lot of people are not safe in this world, but I want to live in it. And like the, that's what and and honestly, that's that's the it's the same thing I love about Gotham. It's the world that it builds and the people that it puts in this world that makes me want to be a part of it.
2: There are a few other things I really appreciate this about the show in general, and it probably is my favorite show I'm currently watching on broadcast TV. Um, <clears throat> one, I like that the characters, for the most part, in all the episodes we've seen, have remained consistent. I mean, yes, maybe Cheryl will be nicer one week than the other, but you can kind of explain that by what her environment is.
1: She got that ulterior motive.
2: Yeah, um, but beyond that... Um, I had a total another thought, and I'm blanking. Shoot! Oh, I know. Uh, I like that the show asks questions. Like, we do start wondering, like, you know, who stole the stuff off the, you know, Sheriff Keller's wall? You know, why is Hiram buying the movie theater land? Will Fred Andrews do this? You know, it's like why every is week, Dilton
1: Doily such a creep?
2: Yeah, like every <laughs> week we have these questions, and yes, the Jason Blossom murder is there, but it's just. A part of the story, it's not the entire story.
1: I, yeah, that's that's 100% what makes the show so good. Is it like the show will still be good once we know who killed Jason? Yeah, because ostensibly, Jason Blossom is the big season long mystery arc, but there's so much else going on that, like, if you don't have to be paying, like, it doesn't ha- every single thing, doesn't have to be about Jason Blossom. Because there's so much else right. going on, and all of it's really intriguing.
0: Very- I will say, too, another thing. And this speaks to both Riverdale and also Legion, which I finally saw the pilot of on the, on the flight home. Mm. Um, we are now getting comic book TV shows that are, like, cinematically and visually interesting. Like, when you look at things like Arrow and The, and the Flash, they're, like, they're... Bombastic and they're spectacular in terms of their effects and all the cool <laughs> stuff they can do. But like cinematically, they're not that interesting because they're action movies. Yeah, uh, no. if that makes sense. And and like you look at Riverdale, and it's like it's awesome. like you can't you can't look at a shot from this show and not know that it's Riverdale. It's just like the the color palette and the way that it's, everything is so interesting. Everything is so distinctive. Well, um, I
1: think I think uh, I, Grant, I have yet to watch Legion. I've had the discs in my backpack for three weeks now, and I still haven't watched them, just because I don't have time. But if you look at most of the CW comic book fair, it's visual effects heavy. Mm-hmm. Riverdale is not that. Riverdale... Except for the dead Jason Blossom body. But that's not even visual effects. That's a dummy made up to look like a dead person.
2: Stop talking about Trevor that way.
1: Hey, he's Kidding. A good, he's a <laughs> hard guy. Um, no, but like it's, it's, it's not reliant on like, Oh, we have to add in lightning bolts and shit here. And then we have to put superpowers there,
2: but then Sabrina is going to show up and completely mess it all up.
1: Not necessarily. I think they could do Sabrina, the teenage witch in a way that isn't like overly hokey and visual effects. The flash has incredible visual effects, but at the end of the day, I'm like, yo, King shark looks like a CGI monster
2: is Melissa Joan Hart going to play one of her aunts? That's the question. That'd be cool. I hope she's Zelda. I hope so. Zelda's even though Zelda.
1: she's...
2: But the other thing that um, I was going to bring up, and this relates to the comic book shows, or, you know, the superhero shows, and Trevor was talking about this with us on the um, bus, is one thing that made season one of The Flash, and even parts of season two, so good, was the whole overarching mystery of, like, like Harrison Wells, like, every week in Flash season one, I wanted to know more. What's going on here? Are they going to find him out? You know, there were there were a lot of like cogs running.
1: Wow. Yeah, and that it's not like free... that anymore.
2: Not not this year, no. But all oh, the clutch. Yeah, but but still, I think that's what made a show like that so good, and it's what makes Riverdale really good. Yeah. So that means Trevor's not dumb. I was just making a joke about a dummy. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, there's a, the show
1: has a lot going on in its favor, and. Like, and granted, I know we all wish that the ratings were better. Like, I think that much is clear.
2: Well, I've noticed, okay, for one thing, the ratings have stayed consistent and or have been going up a little bit in total viewers. That's very true. I also don't know about your guys' traffic, but I've noticed my Riverdale site traffic on K-Site TV is going up a little bit because I feel like people are discovering the show. Like, honestly, this is a show that when somebody sits down and watches it on Netflix – like I'm almost jealous of the person who can watch thirteen episodes of Riverdale all at once in a binge on a weekend. That sounds cool. And well, but
1: like so but when you look at it, it's like it's not it's
2: it's not no of, tomorrow. It's, in
1: terms of the CW. No no no. I mean like <laughs> it's not a, it's not a like a super costly show to make. You look at something like Legends of Tomorrow, where you have to make a space and time ship. Fly through the sky and into a bull, a crack of lightning, and then like everybody's got a superpower. You have to visual, you have to create them all in a computer. Like that stuff adds up in price. And Everybody also, the, else, and also
2: the notion that most of these actors are young and new to it. Yeah. Not to put them down in any way, but they probably aren't paid as much as Stephen Amell. Well, I was thinking more like you know, like a Tom Cavanaugh or Cavanaugh or Jesse L. Martin. Yeah, I mean, yeah well, Luke Perry, yeah. but still.
0: Superman one time? What? I said, I said, or Brandon, who was Superman one time in a major feature film.
2: <laughs> Remember when Tyler Hecklin was Superman? Those were great days. What a world it is that we live in where I miss the days of Brandon Rath as Superman. Well, you know, I feel, and this is a total tangent, but uh, I feel that people appreciate Superman Returns more now after we've seen what's come Man after. Man of Steel, yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: Superman, like, right Superman, yeah, Superman. Yeah, <laughs> Superman. Superman Returns is a weird movie because it's very much like someone wanted to make art house Superman. I'm like, and and the world was like, what?
2: And it was kind of a remake of the original Superman. Like, it it's had most of the same beats, yeah. but that's for like a Superman discussion, not Riverdale. But yeah,
1: Riverdale is a show that doesn't like. Riverdale is a assuming, show about a town. Yeah, well, it's a story about a town for sure. Um I'm assuming it doesn't cost a ton to make, so I don't I don't envision it not coming back for a second season.
2: I also no. feel oh sorry to interrupt, but I feel like with its young cast and how like like we were there for their live tweet last last week, which was cool. But I feel like the the young people oh sorry, I mean hit you. Touch Not right that anybody right. sees it. Uh, the young people of the show are very appealing, and I feel like they're getting their own big fan followings. And it would be really stupid to drop a show with such likable characters, likable cast, before letting it breathe. I mean, we live in a world where Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is in season four. Oh,
1: and it hasn't ever been good at all. It's so terrible.
2: So I'm sorry. You know, I hate
0: Agents of uh,
1: S.H.I.E.L.D. So Riverdale needs more terrible visual effects. Jesus Christ, that show!
0: Here's one that here's one that is is a little bit more of an upbeat thing. Talking about the ratings, Um, the thing that the thing that I was talking to Craig about uh, is the season the season premiere the pilot of Riverdale debuted slightly smaller than the pilot of Jane the Virgin, which is a similar show. It's not that expensive. It's critically acclaimed. Blah 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 blah. Uh, and obviously, it's now in its third or fourth season. Um, the thing that I think is interesting is that episode two of Jane the Virgin it went from like 1.5 million to 1.06. Um, episode two of Riverdale it went went from 1.44 to like 1.42, and then episode three uh, Jane the Virgin stayed around a million, and Riverdale went up. So if you're if you're kind of doing like to like and assuming that roughly the same level of enthusiasm for both of these shows. The critics have similar enthusiasm. I think that Jane the Virgin is a really good indicator for why um, you shouldn't get too, too worried if you really want to see Riverdale come back, because I feel I also, like... It's
2: got to be huge, like, in iTunes and, like, the CWF. Speaking of iTunes, everybody, the Archie Digest podcast is on iTunes now. Oh. Uh, you can get to it from our pod... Can you get it to it from our pod, Bean? No, you can get to it from your iTunes... Okay. And from I and mean, Yes, you can search iTunes for Archie subscribe, Digest.
1: Leave reviews and stuff. Five stars. That Chris guy is fantastical.
2: Craig's
0: annoying.
1: Um, um, so, but the, the... The other thing, too, by the way,
0: just because oh. we haven't... We talked about how we wanted this. We hadn't talked about how it exists. Um, iTunes and Amazon Music, both. You can purchase the music right. from Riverdale. Oh, man. Um, oh,
1: man. Is it on Spotify.
0: Uh, probably. I'm, I don't, there
2: is a Spotify, I don't the Spotify. There's actually a Twitter feed. I don't know if it's official, but uh, I think it's called Riverdale music. They post a Spotify playlist at the end of every episode. There
0: you go. So, um, so they, and then also just because I've, I've talked about, uh, Riverdale, I should, I should say it too. I think that I've seen, I think I've said this before, but, um, Haley law who plays Valerie of the Pussycats fame, um, has an EP. It's six tracks. It's called Hayleu. H A Y L E A U, and it's awesome. So you should buy that too.
2: I also believe. I I think it was. Um, I think Ashley told me that Asha and KJ recorded some stuff together.
0: Yes, but that was, as far as I know, not commercially released. It's just hanging around on on YouTube. Oh, okay. Never mind. It's It's so cool that the music.
2: On that note, uh, they were telling us about how for their rap party they all performed music, and it was called Fred something or other, which made me think of Fred, Fred Andrews. Fred Heads. And uh, it sounded like they had a great time, and everybody participated. And all and we Fredheads Fred
0: Heads is, um, I believe Fred Andrews' band in, uh, like, uh, huh? In the show? Or in the In the comics, I think yeah. you're right.
2: Did you yeah, see the com-
0: in um, the Mark marketing-
2: did you see the video of Camila and Lily singing the "Sweet Life theme of Zach and Cody? No, <laughs> It's on YouTube or something. Oh, my God. It's amazing. I know what
0: I'm doing tonight.
2: It's just kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh,
0: All right, gentlemen. Um, anything else that you want to talk about before we sign off? Uh, yeah. I have
1: one last thing about the ratings. I don't trust ratings. I don't think ratings are accurate. Yeah. I think clearly online viewing is the way to appraise how many people are actually watching because the Nielsen system is outdated and gross.
2: That's all. And I do feel people are getting the show. Whether it's iTunes, Illegally, Netflix, anything. But I'm pretty... I'm very convinced that people are going to watch this season on Netflix and they're going to be hooked. It's going to be like the 100 or I Zombie, where they pick up new people between seasons. Mm-hmm. But I agree. As long as the show keeps the momentum of these seven episodes we've already seen and the four that everybody listening has already seen, they're going to be in great shape. Yeah, I agree. um, So uh, where can we find
0: us all? Why don't we start with Chris and move around the room? Oh, so I'm
1: Chris. You can find my writing at ScreenerTV.com. Extra long explanation about that name. Um, And then on Twitter, I'm at Chris Hainer, C-H-R-I-S-H-A-Y-N-E-R. I'm also that on Instagram. And because people keep giving me shit about it, on Instagram you can also follow at Waterworld Photos for pictures of the Waterworld stunt spectacular at Universal Studios goddamn Hollywood. And you
2: can
0: find... It's
1: it's much friendlier than I made it sound. I promise.
2: You can find me at K-Site TV. I also have a Riverdale-centric Twitter handle, RiverdaleTV, which is probably easier to remember for you all. Um,
1: do you have just a regular Twitter account? just
2: like, at Craig Says Things or something like that? I just have my personal account, but that's just where I, like, complain. Why do you have so many... Th- I can't even handle one Twitter account.
1: What? I com- I complain about things on my only Twitter account.
2: Well, okay. Here's the thing: like with my multiple accounts, like for example, like Green Arrow TV is there, and that's where like somebody like Stephen ML might see my stuff and retweet it. Why don't
1: Why doesn't everybody just follow K-Site TV?
2: Because nobody cares about K-Site TV. Sure. Sad trombone. I care. Oh, thank don't you. Don't lie to him. But yeah, so there's that. But also, I have some that are like the name of a show underscore K site TV. Like I have the hundred underscore K site TV. Why? Because all those fans like retweet my stuff. They're awesome. Like that. That's okay. That's a little, a very minor rant. Um, I don't know if it's a thing with like younger fans of a show, but it's so annoying when you post something and they'll just like screen grab it and tweet it thinking, Oh, we're doing them a favor.
1: Oh no.
2: Read our stuff. That's how we stay employed. Amen. Yeah. So yeah, and all three of us also have interviews from the set of Riverdale last week uh, that we will be tweeting.
1: It's true. I have stuff going up the morning that this episode airs. Nighting. Nice. And after this episode and, airs,
2: and Russ's website has ten articles coming on Thursday night. Just I'm in, kidding. I'm into it. <laughs> what, Russ's
1: website. What is Russ's website and contact information? <laughs>
0: Russ works for comicbook.com, and uh, you can get a hold of me either at, at Russ Burlingame, uh, which is R U S S B U R L I N G A M E, or at ECV underscore podcast for the Emerald City video podcast, a new episode of which I recorded literally moments before we started this episode, and it will be live. Uh, well, it'll, it will have been live for a couple days by the time you listen to this, to this real right. world podcast. Um, I do want to give a shout out um, to Josh Hill uh josh is a guy who has been following me on twitter for a while now he was like one of the most interactive people i ever deal with in my day job like super nice guy super supportive always has really interesting questions and he is a big big riverdale fan and he just uh found out that this show existed this morning or last night i think and then downloaded all of them and has been making comments at me on on twitter so uh as somebody who I know is actually listening very much like we gave Claire uh, a shout out in our second episode, I wanted to make sure I said, said hello to him.
2: I think we need to get Claire on here soon. That's true. Yeah. We've been talking um, about that.
1: So yeah, just in closing, follow, what is it? It's on Facebook, right?
2: Archie digest, a Riverdale podcast on Facebook
1: and subscribe on iTunes,
2: subscribe on iTunes and leave reviews about how, (laughs) and how handsome that Jason Blossom guy is
1: Uh, more. No offense, but like, about how handsome I am. All right. Thank you. That's all
0: I got. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody for listening to Archie Digest, the Riverdale podcast. It is a podcast about a story about a town. Right. And you, uh, one, of, one of the well, writers, Brian Patterson, actually told us that we need to make that our tagline. So I'm going to own it. Oh, and really? I didn't yeah. see that. That's awesome.
1: Um, also, I just want to say, ahead of next week's episode, you're going you're probably going to cry if you're anything like I am.
2: And you'll also squeal at an awesome surprise in the beginning of the episode, which I am not going to spoil. Does not involve anybody handsome at all.
1: At the beginning of four? Five. Five? Five. Yeah. I don't remember what happens. We'll talk about, about it after it the recording. Me. Yeah, don't tell me.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you again. And uh, like, he, like he said... Like us, review us, all that good stuff, and we will see you guys back here in one week.